Chapter 6. African Savannah. Chris and the others gathered around the wheelchair just as the sun was rising, their faces beaming with anticipation. Everybody was seated in Chris's living room. While the group was organizing their next excursion, Marie had been serving them tea. The gang's younger members trusted Chris and wanted him to organize every trip. Their excitement for exploring had grown as a result of their prior trips. Their knowledge had grown, and their perspective on the world had evolved as a result of the adventures. After they finished their tea, Uncle Chris prepared a new surprise for them and asked, Are you ready for your next adventure? Chris asked his friends. They took a seat on the modified wheelchair together. The wheelchair had become a portal to other planets, a vehicle of enchantment. A swirl of excitement in the air as Chris hit the destination button and their hands met. With a flash of color and a sweet wind brushing their faces, they gently touched the ground. As they saw the vast savannas covered in acacia trees unfold before them, their eyes widened with wonder. They had reached the pulsating center of uncharted territory. Is this Africa, Uncle Chris? Fletcher asked, barely able to contain his excitement. I guess we are in Africa. Can't you see the acacia trees in these savannas? I have learned about this in school. Freddie answered the question directed to Chris. This is the time when the Great Migration takes place, a spectacle of nature. Chris, feeling proud of the kids, cleared their doubts. You are right, Freddie. This is the time of Great Migration, and we might be able to witness it. They felt what sounded like the heartbeat of Mother Earth as they looked about. From a distance, Chris saw it and pointed others in its direction. It was the magnificent Great Migration. In perfect unison, the plains were crossed by thousands of antelopes, wildebeests, and zebras. This show kept the children fascinated. After what seemed like an eternity, they finally saw a person coming their way. Hiya, hi, I'm Kip. Would you like to join or are you lost? His question was polite. Kip donned the armor of a Maasai warrior. The brown grassland was a stark contrast to his vibrant clothing. His welcoming personality and infectious smile made friends out of complete strangers in an instant. As soon as he arrived, Freddie, Ellie, and Fletcher began to bombard him with questions. Are you hurting the animals, Kip? Ellie asked. Followed by Fletcher's question, are you and other humans also following the animals? Freddie was the most sensible, but he also jumped in with his question after watching such a magnificent spectacle. How do you make your weapons? Kip laughed at the children's eagerness. Pointing towards the herds, he began to share a tale of the balance of life in the savannah. We respect the animals, so they respect us, he told them. Once one of our forefathers killed a deer because they wanted to eat its meat. After that, we were at war with the animals for a long time. It was not until my father, the chieftain of my tribe, apologized to the animals. Since then, we have lived side by side in peace. How did he apologize? Ellie, who had been listening with her mouth hanging open, asked. Kip replied, He went into the forest and called out his apology three times in a very loud voice. Then he came back. Before that day, we could not cut bushes or pick fruits because the birds and squirrels bit us. But no one bothered us after that. That was how we knew that the animals had forgiven us. His words painted a picture of his people, the Maasai, who lived in harmony with nature by respecting and preserving their homeland. The children listened intently, captivated by his stories of coexistence and survival. After that, Kip took them to his village. 
He taught them how to track animals, recognize plants, and interpret nature's language, a sacred wisdom passed down to those who lived on this land. Dispersed dwellings, constructed from sticks and leaves, made up his town. Chores kept everyone occupied. Kip guided them as they strolled through the town. They learned about the sustainable techniques that allowed people to live in harmony with nature and the special relationship that existed between livestock and their owners. They looked so strange that the villagers couldn't help but stare in awe. Both the outfit and the car they were operating were completely new to them. Despite this, they still went out of their way to make them feel welcome. Chris quickly recognized they were secure after his previous fear of being captured and eaten. The villagers weren't taken aback by this because they had witnessed far stranger things. Their reverence for their visitors was another factor that stopped them from these three. The welcoming nature of the Maasai people shone through in their interactions with visitors. As the hours went by and the sun rose higher, Kip led them to his family's home which was surrounded by the beauty of the savanna. They got to see for themselves how Maasai culture was characterized by hospitality and a sense of community. As a welcome meal, a big feast with foods from the area was set out in front of them. Chris taught for the day, drawing from what he had seen of harmony and how everything was connected. As night fell, Kip took them to a place where they could see the sun go down. There were shades of pink and red in the sky over the vast savanna and the sounds of animals made a symphony all around them. It made them feel like they belonged in this world. One more magic spell was still waiting in the savanna. As night fell and the sky filled with stars came into view, they were caught up in a dance. These stars help us travel during the night when finding directions is harder than anything, Kip told the group. How do they help? Freddie inquired. Freddie was really moved by the Maasai people. Kip pointed to the brightest star in the sky and explained, it is called the North Star. It is always in the north direction and when I travel north, we keep following this star. Kip told over and over how they use the stars to find the way. They were learning how the Maasai get around while the beat of drums filled their hearts with joy as Kip led them in steps and jumps. Their laughter mixed with the sounds of the night. As they sat around a crackling fire, they told each other interesting stories and talked about their hopes and dreams. The stars seemed to shine even brighter in recognition of their newfound understanding. This magical night under the stars made them realize that their journey wasn't just an adventure. It taught them a lot about humility, respect, and appreciation for the complex tapestry of life. They knew that their trip in the wheelchair wasn't just about seeing new places. It was also about learning more about who they were and how they fit into the world as a whole. They were looking forward to their adventure with open minds and hearts full of hope, knowing that each experience would make them more caring and knowledgeable guardians of our planet. When they got back, it was peaceful because each of them was lost in thought and deeply affected by the savannah's magic. There was a mark on their souls from it. They didn't just bring back memories. Mother Earth taught them things. There was an agreement to protect and honor the balance of nature. As they said goodbye and walked back to where they started with their wheelchair, they realized that their trips had been more than just explorations. They became more aware of their duty to protect the Earth with each adventure, 
and they now hold this duty very dear. After they sat in the wheelchair, Chris gave a final bid goodbye to Savannah. They were able to see the people of Maasai at a distance, enjoying their life without the need for any technology. Just Mother Nature helping and protecting them while providing them with everything they needed. Chris pressed the home button, and they traveled back through the time tunnel, but no one was enjoying their travel back home this time. They were back to Chris's living room. The group had learned that all members of nature can exist together, like the people of Maasai. They had seen it with their eyes, animals and people living together in harmony. Uncle Chris, can we still live with the animals like Maasai people? Ellie added, because I want to live with a panda. Everyone smiled. Chris answered her innocent question. The humans and animals have been at war for a long time. People eat animals and make them angry. If we stop this, then we all can become friends again. Ah, oh, so I cannot live with a panda. Ellie expressed her sorrow, but everyone burst into laughter. It was getting late for the children, so Chris told them to go back home until their adventure next time.